Hello, New Hope. I hope you had a great Christmas season, a great Christmas Eve and day with your family, with friends, uh, neighbors. I hope that it was encouraging, that it was meaningful, and that it was restful. Uh, our Savior is born. But you know, today is the day after Christmas. It's the start of when we think of boxing everything up, right? I mean, we, we box up the lights, we box up the ornaments, we either pack up the tree if it's artificial or we like push it out the back door into the backyard, right? I mean, the decorations come down around the house and we put them in boxes. I know at our house, we have six totes full of Christmas decorations that we, you know, put stuff back into and take it out to the garage and uh, put it up in the rafters, right? I mean, when Christmas is done, the music goes off and you can't even find eggnog in the stores, right? I mean, all the sights, the sounds, even like the smells of Christmas are all boxed up and put away. But let's make sure that we don't box up and put away the most important centerpiece of Christmas. And that is Jesus Christ, our Lord, right? You see, once Jesus was born, the shepherds actually went away, right? When Jesus was born, the angels actually went away right? And in reality, Jesus and Mary didn't end up living in the stable. They went away as well into a home. I mean, that was reality, right? But the focal point of what took place that day, Christmas shouldn't be forgotten, shouldn't be boxed up and put away. For this is why we see the wise men entering the story later on. The wise men come into the story, right? Now, the time of the wise men's arrival is disputed. I mean, some people say it was 12 days later, and that's where we get the 12 days of Christmas. Some people say, no, it was two months later. Some people say, no, it was two years later. You know, it's uncertain. But what we do know is that after Jesus' birth, after what we call Christmas, after this, we see that the importance of Jesus' birth and his life was not over. These wise men from the East were from areas of Persia, Babylonia, and the Medes. They were Gentiles, which shows us that everybody is acceptable and can approach Jesus. I love what the Apostle Paul says in Romans 1.16. He says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, which means the good news of Jesus, for it is the power of God for salvation to all who believe, the Jews first and then the Gentiles. By these wise men coming 
to see Jesus. It shows us that everybody is welcome before the Savior, right? Now, sure, we're uncertain of when they arrived, right? Whether it was right after his birth, a couple months later, a couple years later, right? But these wise men were learned men. They were men who gave counsel to kings. I mean, these wise men were part of a group of priests. And these wise men maintained tremendous prominence and significance in the Orient. And royalty would seek them out for discernment or direction on what was important. These are the kind of wise men that came before Jesus. Now these wise men obviously recognized a new star. It was a different star. It was a unique star. And God obviously as well placed in their hearts that this star was significant and was connected to a new king, a unique king. So they sought after it. Whether it was again, a couple weeks, months, or years later. But this is my point today. After Christmas, after the birth of Jesus, after the shepherds left, the angels left, uh, everything was boxed up in the stable, I guess, and headed towards Joseph and Mary's home, these wise men still sought Jesus. And this is what I want us to do now that Christmas is over, right? To still seek him. And how should we do this? Well, I think we should seek him the same way that the wise men sought him. The first way was their approach. You see, when the wise men saw this unique star in the sky, it says that at one point they lost sight of it. And so that's why they went to Herod in Jerusalem and they asked him if he knew where this king was to be born. Herod was uncertain. And so Herod reached out to the religious leaders, to the teachers of the law, it says. And they quoted the prophecy about the Savior, that he would be born in Bethlehem. And so the kings started to head towards Bethlehem and they saw then the star. And so this whole idea that, you know what, in our year or our time after Christmas and that, you know, sometimes we don't feel like God's in our life or uh, sometimes we don't feel like maybe seeking him or we don't see him or understand him. But I want us to have the same approach as the wise men did, that even though they couldn't see the star, they kept seeking after it. And even though sometimes we don't see God in our life, Let's keep seeking after him. I love what he says in Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13 about us. He says this, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. You will find me when you seek me with all your heart. 
I will be found by you, declares the Lord. So let's be people after Christmas who continue to seek after Jesus. But as well, let's take the example from the wise men and let's make sure that we reflect their altitude. And, and what's altitude? I mean, altitude obviously is, is height, right? And what we see when the wise men came and saw Jesus, it says in scripture that upon seeing Jesus, they bowed down and worshiped him. There was this demeanor, right? This attitude of humility before Jesus because they recognized him as a king. And so they bowed down, even though they were learned men, even though they had prominent positions, they bowed down to this child. And it says they worshiped him. And I want to challenge us after Christmas to continue to bow down and worship him. Like I've told you many times before, pretty much most every day, I start my day or I do not leave my house without kneeling down pretty much at the same chair and bowing before Jesus and saying, you are God and I am not. And then saying a couple of prayers that I have and then maybe I open his word and read and journal uh, typically, that's what I do or whatever. But if I have early morning meetings, I stop before I leave and I bow down. I kneel on the floor in this position of humility, reverence, and worship. And I encourage you to do that as well. 1 Peter 5, 6 says, Humble yourselves before God and he will lift you up in due time. And that's what he invites us to do. And that's what we see in the example of these wise men. So let's, after Christmas, look at our approach. Let's continue to seek him. Let's look at our altitude. Let's humble ourselves before him. But as well, let's come with their attitude. They came with this attitude of thanks and of praise. They came with this attitude of bringing their best. They brought gifts that were expensive, that were amazing. And let us bring our lives before Jesus in an amazing way, in a gift way, right? Let's bring our honest sin to him our thanks for our daily bread provisions, shelter, cars that work, clothing, food, work, healthcare, whatever it might be. Let's give them thanks for our daily provisions. And as well, let's bring him the gift of our obedience, right? Our obedience. Because we see this in the life of the wise men. You see, when they met with Herod, Herod told them, hey, when you find out where that king is, come back and let me know. But the wise men had a dream from God telling them not to go back to Herod, but to go elsewhere, right? 
to go back to the land they came from. Now, they had a decision to obey God or disobey God. You know what? They could have went back to Herod and cashed in. Literally, they could have went back and said, hey, we know where the king is that you want to kill, but this is what it's going to cost you. We want prominent positions in the kingdom or we want all this wealth and money. Herod would have gave it to him because he had all that. He had it. But the wise men obeyed. They obeyed God. And it was this incredible gift, right? And so let's follow their attitude. And let's bring Jesus our gifts, the gift of our honest sin. Let him have it. The gift of just gratitude for our daily provision and the gift of obedience. 1 John 5, 3 says this, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments aren't burdensome at all. You know, how do our children reflect love to us? By obeying us, right? By respecting us. That's how they show love to us. And we can show this to Jesus as well. So as we box up the lights and the ornaments, all the decorations around the house, as we pack in the tree or push it out the back door, let's remember to keep Jesus at the center of our life, even though this Christmas season is over. And let's approach Jesus daily as the wise men approached him when they came. And the whole idea of our approach to continue to seek him, our position of altitude, being humble before him, and our attitude to bring our best to him. You know, obviously at Christmas, you see all kinds of ornaments with sayings on them and all kinds of wall hangings from Pinterest and that. But the one I love and the one that is central to this little talk today is the saying that says, today, wise men still seek him. And may that be us as well. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the gift of Christmas. It's awesome. Thank you for your son. And I pray that we would not just box him up and put him away for another year, but Lord, that we would come before him on a daily basis and be wise as the wise men were. And so walk with us in this as we enjoy Jesus daily. In his great name, amen. Have a great day, folks.